And now we are live. We're back again. Nah, but um, we look like we've been ducking, but I promise we've not been ducking. Like we've just had scheduling issues. Um, but here we are. Um, we didn't win, so we can't say that we're waiting for a win. We're back. We're doing what we said we'd do. Um, we got Dave. We got Ian. Of course, me. Uh, what's up, Dave? How are we feeling? I'll start with you. What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Um, personally, I'm feeling good, but um, right now, um. You know, I'm feeling a little shaky as far as the team goes. You know, um, of course, the the last the last two um, performances I've been telling. You know, I mean, it could be a simple issue as far as uh, fatigue. You know, or it could be an issue that you know they figured us out, and um, Inzaghi has to figure out another way to win games. You know, so we could talk in depth, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of shaky. I'm not as confident as um, I, mean, I usually am. <laughs> What about you, Ian? You're the only one eating good. You've got some Hendanovich clean sheets to enjoy. Oh, for sure, for sure. Slovenians eating good right now. <laughs> nah, yesterday was the first match that I didn't watch in five years. I watched every single official Inter game in the last five years, but yesterday I went out clubbing with my mates. Um, so yeah. Good decision. Yeah. I didn't miss anything. I mean, I even brought a guest. If you guys want to meet her, come here. Her name's Bubbles. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, what we the, met. What it, what it, it was love at first sight. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, she's she's joining us today. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. You, you uh, see what Inter's doing? Inter got people really losing their minds out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So. Ian's completely lost the plot now. We gotta For get some wins. What do you mean? I got a girlfriend. Mom, <laughs> let me be. Uh, no, nah, but. I think I agree with I think I agree with Dave and I think Ian's on the same the same plane right now. We all seem to just be hunkering down right now, you know, just trying not to suffer too much. I mean, even the the team I think did that yesterday. It was very symbolic of the performance where I felt yeah. like the like in, like the team did not want to score. I mean, that's been a story for over a month now, but yeah, I mean, not losing yesterday, I think, was the main main concern for both teams because, like, you could you could tell like Milan were getting chances, but they weren't even feeling it. So yeah. I mean, and that's concerning when these are the top two teams. Well, now second and third in Syria because Napoli have now taken the top spot. God, mm. this just sounds like a disaster. Tell us in November <laughs> that we were going to be making this episode. Um, but yeah. Um, what do we even I mean, go? Bro, I mean, let me take it. <laughs> where, where it says, says, damn, I mean, wow, that's crazy. I've never seen Mikey like this. You know, Mikey is really, he doesn't know where to, to or or a guy that usually directs the ship, he doesn't even know where to stir us. So let me. I'm as rudderless as the team right now, man. Mm -hmm. Like, let me, let me let me take it real quick, man. Um, I got a bit of positivity, and um, you know, and it's likely to come true, to be honest, because um, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, we have a match on Friday, which actually it could be a good thing and a bad thing. First, a bad thing because we just played yesterday and our guys look dead tired, you know, so probably getting a match on Sunday or Saturday would probably would have been better. But we got Liverpool the next the next week on Tuesday. So that's why they scheduled it on Friday. So that's a short rest for us. But the good thing about it is that we get to play a couple of days before Milan and um, Napoli face each other. And we're playing the dead last team in the league, you know. So 
if there's a team that we should be able to break or duck against that, I mean, statistically, it should be Salernitana. You know, um, we could talk touch on the on the Genoa matches, Genoa and um, Milan matches in depth a little later. Um, I'm sure um, we we want we want to talk about it in depth what happened, but um, Salernitana they they don't have anything really going on as far as like like Genoa. You know, they have this new exciting coach. The new style has been working for everybody. They've been giving everybody their play problems. Okay, you know so. That's that's something that you could build on, but Salernitana they're pretty much wallowing. You know they they did hire a new manager a couple of weeks ago, but they I'm sure they used that new manager dust on Milan. You know so by now they should be coming back down to earth. Um, we should do heavy rotations, and you know let's say we we, we beat Salernitana, which is likely. I still stay say it's likely even even in the form of the team in the current form, the players that we have we sh we should beat Salernitana. On Friday we'll be back to being top of the league where we have actually played the same amount of the, amount of matches you know one point ahead and you have milan and um and napoli that play on sunday they play each other hopefully they cancel each other out draw. with a draw, with a draw, draw you know? so badly but, but yeah it's not it's not all doom and gloom man let's not forget that match at hand if we do beat solentana we'd be back to the top like let's say you, you just freeze the table right there where every team has have played the same amount of matches would be fairly first first, you know, yeah. until everybody else catches up. So it's not all doom and gloom, guys. Let's let's just hope the guys just find a way to be selling anytime. I don't care if it's a last minute corner. Just get those. I mean, I don't want to suffer that long. I mean, I don't want to suffer that long. I'd take mm -hmm. it. Like I was sitting there mm -hmm. yes, even yesterday, I like I was like, I'm not gonna get myself up for this match. Like, I'm just gonna hope we don't lose. Like, we can figure this mm. out in April. Like yeah. we don't have to figure out the culpa right now. But like I was just sitting there, I was like I was like, I was like sitting there. I was like, who can I make a deal with to get us a goal? What can I do? I'm like, if, if Inter scores, I'll do something. I'll do anything. But yeah. no, nothing happened. No. Um, but, but to go back to Salernitana, I actually mm -hmm. looked up and pulled up some stats. Word on Ian over there. I pulled up the stats mm -hmm. before him. Uh, but I mean, they've conceded 56 goals this season. That is three more than Empoli. So that is the most goals conceded in Syria. Mm -hmm. Um, but they haven't lost in one, two, three, four straight matches. They've drawn against Spezia, Genoa, Milan, of course, and Bologna. So, I mean, they're doing decent, very similar to what, um, Genoa have been doing recently mm -hmm. with their new manager. And I mean, Salernitana hired Davide Nicola. And I mean, anyone who has followed Serie A remembers like his Crotone team where, yeah, you know, they got the great escape, and then he biked across the country. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, they're not. I, I I struggle to take them lightly. Like, I'm a, I'm still worried. But like, when you're in this form, like every team looks like fucking, yeah, a challenge, like, a world beater. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not easy, but yeah, just getting. I think even just seeing a goal go in would change everything about this team. It doesn't matter yeah. who it's from, but like just seeing that like goals are still still real, like. It would help a lot. Yeah. yeah well, wow. Chelsea looks like it, it looks like Chelsea are about to to choke their their FA Cup. I think they're playing a a second division team as well. You know, um, that that would make for some content. But Mikey, I mean, the thing the thing on on Solarnitana, um, the reason why I'm not as um worried about them per se is because, uh. As I've tried to point out um, on the timeline um, from time to time when it does happen is that 
this team's Achilles heel has been um, pressing, high pressing. Every time they high press us, we just can't find a way to play out of it. Um, and we don't have the pace to just send the, send the ball, um, do, the, do the, 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 ball, the ball over the top to just chase it down. You know, so it's so easy to just compress the team and have Zeko trying to chase balls around and stuff like that. You know, any team can beat you like that. Uh, Solar and Itana, um, as far as I know, they they don't play that particular style. Um, they're uh, they strike me more as a team that I mean, because I watched them versus Milan, they strike me more as a team that that are going to just um, sit back, let you have the ball, let you try to break them down, and then when they have opportunities, they usually send the ball forward. And I saw Rebury uh, lead a couple counters, Rebury who is not sure to be playing against us, uh, by the way. So that's another blow for them. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know how I could actually be on the podcast being confident after the run of form this team has been on, but here I am. Maybe it's my personality. Like, uh, I don't know, man. This this team is going to have to No, that's a talent. Again. That is a talent. <laughs> you can be confident <laughs> right now. I mean, no, no I, no, I am. I am. I mean, I, not so learning time. If we, if, if we were playing a mid-table team or whatever, after what we saw against Milan yesterday, three days after that, yeah, then for sure. Then I would have been talking about, damn, we might be losing this match. But yeah. Solernitana, um, I feel like it's a team that they're not going to open up or anything like that. They're not going to come press us next to Andanovic, you know? Like, no, then they're not going to come do that. So, um, and I think that's what's going to work in our favor. Because uh, when those teams press us, the way to to, to, to beat the press is is to, to, to um, bring up your tempo, play faster, move faster, and stuff like that. And we, we didn't have the legs to do it. You know, we just didn't have the legs to do it. When the team sits back, it lets you pass a little slower, look a little um, left and right before you pass and stuff like that. And right now we are very hesitant. So it's honestly, if there's a match made in heaven as far as our, our form right now, it's Salernitana. And I hope we just make the best out of it. We did look at Genoa on the table like, oh, my God, they're second to last. So we should fuck them up. That's a mistake because we didn't look in depth. Like if we look at the style general I've been playing, us on the pod, we discuss this all the time. The three of us right here, we should know that this this general team, we should have known that this general team would have given us issues because we know how this team suffers under press. But Salernitana is not like that. So I feel like that's why I'm so confident. Yeah, I do like what you're saying. I like this matchup because what you're saying now, like this team needs those shots on goal. They need you know, some time to work on some kind of alternative system. And if it's a team that's going to be more passive, that is, you know, something that, you know, we can benefit from because these guys need to figure out maybe new passing patterns. They need to figure out who needs to get forward, how to break some lines, like maybe like try the three, five, one, one or four, three, one, two, or something like yeah. we need something in between the lines, like some, something happening. Like Hakan was kind of doing it yesterday. I thought a little bit, he was trying it wasn't working as well, but mm -hmm. he was the only guy. Like he was up near, he was up near Parasich most of the time. He was in between yeah. those lines. I mean, Parasich yeah, he, is still our like most creative player right now. Uh huh. He was trying, and um, I mean, look, we have to be fair. Um, that's that's the reason why I haven't really given Hakan any stick, you know, because right now he's just part of the 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 collective. You know, they all have been stinking. You know, so I'm not gonna um single amount as somebody that sucks or that's been sucking, you know, but 
at least like you said, Mikey, yesterday he's been trying, man. He he's against Milan. You know this guy's gonna be motivated. He's trying. He was trying. He was trying to make the passes. He missed a bunch of them and stuff. So I, that's why people could stand on that to say, oh my God, this guy was trash yesterday. Look at all the passes he missed. But he's the only guy that was trying to make something happen. But we have to also toss touch on um Dumfries, you know. Um I think that he has a, a, a mentality issue where he still thinks like a, a, a right back, you know. Um, I would like to see him try to take on his man more, you know, because he has the pace, but he seems to always already have it premeditated in his head that when he gets the ball, he's just going to check it back and try to do the one-two. And that's, the, that's his only thing, you know, and um, defenders are anticipating that. And when you got a guy like like um, Theo Hernandez who has pace, you know, it's never going to work. That's why he was uh, Dumfries to me. Dumfries was kind of neutralized yesterday, you know, um, whereas he kind of caught Theo off guard the last match. Theo was ready for him yesterday. You know, to be fair to Dumfries in that situation, I thought he canceled out um, Theo for most of the match. There were like there was like one run that Theo made where he mm-hmm. slalomed through the midfield, played a one yeah, yeah. through and shot. I guess I felt-, I felt like other than that, like I, they mm-hmm. kind of canceled each other out because they were almost like having an MMA match, like, on the touch. <laughs> no, no, you, you spot on. I failed to say that. They did um, – I failed to mention his defensive work on the other end. He did he did cancel um, um, Theo out as well because Theo is literally Milan's second most um, uh, dangerous offensive threat, you know. So, yeah, they did cancel each other out. So, I guess that's what it is. That was a sacrifice that, okay, you're not going to get anything from him going forward, but at least he's going to stop um, Theo as well. Would you start – Dumfries again on Friday with this quick turnaround. Both of you guys, would you want to start Dumfries or would you go with Matteo Darmian? Would and if he's fit, would you go with Gosens on the left? Because of course he made his first appearance for Inter. Uh, he only got a couple minutes, but it was good to see something. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Ian, you haven't spoken. I'd say start. Um, what's his name? Darmian on the right flank and mm-hmm. like. 45 minutes, maybe tops, like one half play Gosens, you know, to kind of build up that match fitness, you know, don't don't just throw them in like that and then play Barisic because obviously we, we still have to think of the, the match against Liverpool on, on Tuesday, I think it is. Um, so honestly, I think Inzaghi has his has his work cut out as to what to do with the, with the team, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really send the boring. Primavera to Liverpool. Like, don't even put any first team players on the plane. Like, yeah. just send the, <laughs> send the Primavera. Like, I am not worried about that match at all. Like, after the <laughs> no, first no. after the first match, of course, like there was a little bit of hope for like seventy five minutes, but then Liverpool gets two goals. I mean, they're not away goals, but they're goals. Inter are not coming back mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, um, yeah. To answer your questions, Mikey, um, personally, I would start Darmian. Um, Hopefully he could play the whole match if we're winning and stuff like that. We don't have to bring Dumfries on as an emergency so he can get a full rest. Um, and since we're speaking about Darmian and Dumfries, I, I, I do I would like for us to actually look at somebody um, in, the, in the summer to bring in, you know, to compete with Dumfries, uh, somebody more like him, you know, a pacey guy. If we could bring um, this guy, Lazzari, he hasn't been playing much at Lazio. If we could get him on the cheap. You know, because he doesn't fit. He's more of a wing back. He's not a, a a right back. If we could get him on the cheap to come compete with with um, Dumfries, I would love that. Or single. Um, I mean, that would be more of an expensive thing. I doubt that that's gonna happen. But I, I do 
feel like we need because Darmian is more of a, a safe guy. You know, he's not going to fuck up. You know, he's going to be solid defensively. He's going to be very opportunistic on the offensive end, but he's not a, a, a dynamic guy. He's not a quick guy. He's not a pacey guy. So um, that's that's my thought. But um, on the other on the other le- on the left side, I don't I want to start Gosens. I don't think he's ready because um, he, he played, what, nine minutes, if that yesterday. Yeah, yeah um, So I would uh, I would actually start DeMarco. Um, cause, um, Bastoni is still fresh. You know, he doesn't show any signs of, of, of tiredness. I start Bastoni uh, as a left center back and, um, put DeMarco to give Paris some rest. Cause Paris, we've been riding that horse. I don't know since how long, you know, give Paris some rest and then, um, see if uh, DeMarco could play 60 to 70 minutes and bring on goal sense. So now we're, we're slowly increasing his minutes from that eight that he played to now he could play a good 20 minutes where he could really get involved in a match as opposed to you, you see a couple flashes of him yesterday. Um, and that would be a good way of giving Perisic a rest as well. You know, so if we could give Perisic a rest, rest um, give Zeko definitely needs a rest or else he's just going to die. On, um, he's just going to die um, on our account. Um, Hakan, Hakan needs a rest as well. So probably we're probably going to stick Galiadini or start Vidal there next to Bro- next to Brozovic. Uh, and um, I'll probably rest of rye as well because uh against Salonitana I think we, we could we could be fine with the frog you know yeah so it, yeah because it, they've been starting it Ribery I mean he, who's not as fast as he used to be I know um uh um, Jurich the big striker for them yeah been that's a good recently that's a good so. match for for Renokia. yeah yeah I think that that could be good for him and I think we've talked about it on the timeline that there's gonna be rotations whether we like it or not in this in this next match no and, no no I, Oh, oh yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wanted to finish on that point because you guys were also talking about sending the Primavera to Liverpool. I, I had a tweet like that on the timeline, um, but I don't know, man. I don't want it to be a situation where we send our guys, uh, we put a very weak squad to Anfield and then we get pumped four and four nil. You know, that's that's embarrassing. And you know, the club we support, you know, like there's a responsibility that comes with it. We have to to show up and be professional and put our best foot forward, regardless of what it is, because two zero is not a certain insurmountable for by any stretch of the imagination but the reality being what it is we know our guys are not firing right now and what are the odds that they're going to start firing at Anfield all of a sudden you know so it's a it's a it's a quagmire that um Inzaghi is and it's a tough tough situation I just think that it's just going to be it's just going to have to be one last L that we take we're going to do heavy rotations versus Solanitana hopefully that works and we don't have to bring our starters in because we can't score we're gonna bring a, put a strong strong side against Liverpool and give it our best shot, and then um, after that we could go back to one match every every seven days, you know. But we need that win against Solanitana. It's a must yeah. win at, at this point. Like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to say it. It's like it's definitely a must win because we're counting on Matt. We've been counting our numbers. We've been doing, oh yeah, we got a match in hand plus three plus three. That match in hand it off officially only means we would be plus one right now, you know. So. We can't afford to fuck around with that anymore. So the next match is definitely a must win. Yeah, okay, I mean, what would you do against Lernitana? Would you keep the same strike partnership? Would you rotate? Because right now we are four games without scoring. And even in the game against Napoli, it was a fluke goal by Jekyll. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wouldn't really count that. So we're no, basically I'm... five games without scoring. Uh, the same thing about Gosens. Uh, I feel the same way about Korea. I would not start him right away. Um, because I remember there were doubts that he was he would even make it for for Milan, you know. So why would you just throw the guy in? 
but Zeko for sure, uh, he can't start. So I don't know if he's going to do um, uh, Lotaro, uh, Sanchez, or even, I don't, what's Caicedo, man? Probably throw on Caicedo with Sanchez or something like that. Just, just to, just to hold it together until we could bring on Correa for a 30 minute cameo or, or whatever is needed. That's what I would do. Um, it's this, this is the match that we have to really rest our guys. Cause it looks like they need it. They, they desperately need it. Their bodies are calling for it. Uh, we have to do it. I mean, I know the other end of the spectrum is that, yo, this is the best match for you to put your strongest side for them to find their mojo, pump them four goals. And then everybody remembers what they need to be doing. But when you do that and then you play Liverpool again, and you, by the time you play in Torino, you're, you're gassed. You pretty much bottle the league because it's, it's too close to call right now. So yeah, I'm, if you're I'm gassed against saying. Torino, you're screwed because that yeah. Torino team does everything that bothers this Inter team, and that's yeah. kind of where like I think this team got figured out was the first match against Torino in December, because that was the first match where a press. I mean, we had seen presses get to Inter, but like mm -hmm. in the second halves of matches, they had broken through. But that was the match where it was you know really a grind like got the one goal but like that was it and then after that like the pressing on inter started to be much more effective so yeah. i mean these guys need to figure it out before torino because that could be another sesuolo type issue of a game um any of these mid-table teams that press are going to give inter problems right now like yeah that's what we're seeing and mm. unless it, unless like you know they shake it off it's going to continue yeah. to be like that. So hopefully, hopefully this Salernitana match is, you know, the tonic that they need. Like even against Torino, if you scrape out another one nil, that's still massive. Um, then uh -huh. you have Fiorentina who is, you know, the same type of press, you know, another very proactive manager. And then there's an international break. Um, Juventus right after an international break. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but Mattia saying that Inzaghi wants to kill Jekyll. Yeah. And that guy's, <laughs> That guy's withering away in front of our eyes. I mean, I was surprised to see him get taken off in the last match, but hopefully yeah. with Correa back, you know, that does let him get a little fresher. Um, mm -hmm. I think that shows us a little bit um, probably how Inzaghi does see Correa. He probably does see Correa and Zeko as interchangeable um, because, yeah, there's no way that the directions could the directors could have looked at the squad and said, yeah, we could rely on Zeko for 38 matches as a starter. Maybe the plan was always for Korea to be the guy, but he broke down, you know? So hopefully, I don't know, man, knock on what I like, making fun of the guy on Twitter, but at this point, man, like we are des we desperately need him to stay fit. So that's why I wouldn't even start him against Salernitana. Let's, let's keep babying him, uh, give him 20, 25 minutes, um even play him against Liverpool, you know, and then um Torino, we could play him. Yeah, the last match against Salernitana, we started Alexis and Jekko. I think we could see that being the starting front two again in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, what else in that match? Uh D'Ambrosio we, started in the back line. It was, you know, full strength everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um it could but be we, we destroyed them though, like it would beat them like five zero, four zero, something. Yeah, it was five nil. Um the goal scorers, Dumfries, Alexis, Perisic, Gallardini, go figure, and Lautaro. Okay. So I mean anything like that, I would I would kill for two. I'd kill for one goal at this point. So, I mean <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. I'm going I'll, I'll take whatever they'll give me, but no, no. I think shit got real, bro. Um yeah, yeah we we'll we'll, we'll take a one zero with a with a ball that just happens to bounce away and somebody just kicks it in, in the goal. 
you know, deflection goal, you know. But yeah, at this point, it seems like um, I mean, a lot of guys. Uh, we could we could address that because I, I did see a couple of the comments saying it. I don't think the team is falling apart. I don't think Inzaghi's lost the plot or anything like that. Because I mean, of course, I'm sure you guys have seen a couple Inzaghi out. You know, there there are those there are those people out there already. No, that's too I, much. I, that is too much. I have a lot cra- to say that's, about that. That's crazy. I feel like the issue with the team is more psychologically right now, and they are tired. You know, and the, the both things could be interlinked in my opinion. So, um, you know, once we get out of, of, of Liverpool, we'll get out of the Champions League and we're back to playing one match every seven game, seven days and we get to rest our guys, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were doing at this point last season when the team started steamrolling. Like, it was one yeah. competition. It was getting yeah. ready for one match a week and these guys were just absolutely bulldozing everyone in their way. And now we're on three fronts with a weaker squad than last season and it's starting to show. Um, it's not Inzaghi's fault. Inzaghi can't, he, he's still putting out a system that is producing 50 something shots in two games. I mean, he can't walk out there and put the ball in the net himself. Like, I mean, yeah, last match it was drab, but these, those guys were definitely gassed. They definitely just didn't want to lose. Both teams look very happy pretty much from the outset just to take a draw there. So like, that's also the Copa. I'm not going to read the Copa into Syria unless it's a loss. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think anything's falling apart. Inzaghi out is ridiculous. Who are you going to bring in? Do you want to bring in Italiano? Like, he's not ready. Do you want to bring in Juric? He's not ready for the top level. Um, what do you want? Mihailovic? Um, like, there's nobody else. This Like, just give this guy a few more players. Give him a couple more years, and this could be a really unstoppable team. Yeah, like, no, on, honestly, I was, I was one of the guys that were uh, quite, like, I'm tentative about Inzaghi. I was like, yo, wait and see, wait and see. I remember early, early in the season when, when we started our run, everybody was was talking about um the extension and stuff. And I was like, no, let's wait, let's wait. And then after the Copa, I was like, yeah, give this guy the extension because I see what he's doing. You see that this guy has so many ideas in his head, what he's doing with Bastoni going forward, um, the way, the way that that he he gives Zeko the freedom to come full, um to come down and play and, and playing off Lothal, even if it's not working right now. You see, that's a guy that's a smart manager that has an idea in his head. It's not just a guy that's just gonna put players in and just do the same thing over and over again. So, and he's a young, pretty young manager too. So, no, that's a guy we should support. Give give him a squad and um see what he does with it. Yeah, I mean he's still a young manager. I mean he managed what was it four or five maybe six seasons at Lazio, uh, counting the Primavera. Uh, something like I think that. five but, years, yeah, yeah, five years. Uh, f- in five years, it takes much longer for a manager to you know really, really get to the top. But he's close already. Like he has ideas. It's clear. I don't think Beppe is the type of guy that's just gonna nuke something this early, especially with this <clears> manager. <throat> so like, <clears throat> if y'all aren't liking what Inzaghi's doing right now, like you're gonna have to deal with it because he's not going anywhere. He's like, not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you better get your Twitter fingers going out there if if you're not happy. Like that's all that's, some Twitter therapy is all you're going to get because it's, <laughs> it's this it's this guy or it's nothing because you're not going to pay 20 million for someone like Conte to come back or however much it would be for someone like that to come back. I mean, the guy who lost to a third division team yesterday. Um I Fun mean, fact, the Slovenian was playing there, so you know, I'm feasting again. <laughs> So a Slovenian knocking out Conte. Wow. <laughs> Ian Ian put out a hit for that one. 
Sent a bullet, man. Sent a bullet. <laughs> Ian has a uh, has all the Slovenian related fun facts, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he I mean, that was probably his cousin. Slovenians like, I mean, world, so you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he just like called up his second cousin, and that's who went and banged in a goal or something. Like, I mean, Inzaghi, it's not Inzaghi's fault fully. I mean, yeah, there are some things. Like, I mean, he got he's gotten his subs wrong in a few matches. I no, think for he sure. started wrong in a few matches. Like. But those are just, you know, early manager growing issues. Like five years no, is sure. not enough for a manager to be like, you know, the top of the top. Like, I mean, unless you're going to have like, I mean, a Pep Guardiola or like someone who's like, you know, a prodigy. I mean, that's different. Like Inzaghi yeah. is a smart manager that just needs more experience. And this is a learning experience. No matter how much it's like we're suffering right now. This is a learning experience for the manager mm -hmm. and the quicker and, and, he gets out of it, like the better he's going to be for it. Yeah. And we should also take into account that he is, um, he is in a much more demanding um, environment. You know, if when he was at, at Lazio, you know, like those little losses here and there, like they're, they're whatever, you know, I don't even think the press makes much of a fuss about it as long as they're close to being in the Europa positions and stuff like that, you know, um, at Inter, every every negative result is 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 a tragedy. You know, every time you drop points, you have to analyze it. You have yeah. to, to find out what the issue is. So that's a, that's a, that's the thing that he's. I'm sure he's not used to. He wasn't used to, and he has to show that he has the metal to deal with it, and um, also um, to find solutions when solutions are needed. Because that's the thing. Most coaches they have a struggle between finding when to change something or, or when to just decide you know what what i've been doing it keeps it, 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 it just needs to keep keep um i need to keep doing what i'm doing it's just the players and stuff like that so hopefully he could figure it out yeah i mean and what i really like is i mean i mean the curva has plenty of wrongs plenty of issues that i mean are very well documented but the way that mm -hmm. they've still been behind the team so far you know the banners that have been out front of the training ground and things like mm -hmm. that like it's it's funny to see the curva now trying to hold this team together when usually they would be on the team's back. Um, I'm really liking yeah. that. Um, Inzaghi, of course, is a more um, political, you know, manager. Like he'll play politics in the media. He'll back his guys. He's not gonna go out like Conte and be like, "Well, you got me, guys, from Sassuolo and Cagliari. What do you expect me to do?" He's not gonna be like that. I think that calm head is eventually gonna prevail. Like, because if, if Conte was there right now, I think we would be feeling the way that Spurs fans are feeling right now. Yeah, for sure. Very chaotic. Like we've seen for it sure. before. Um, yeah. And now that you mentioned Conte, let's, 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 let's touch on it a little bit. Cause another popular, um, first of all, I mean, I'm not sure how, how much enter Twitter for, for example, is reflective of the entire fan, fan base. We seem to, we tend to get lost in Twitter, seeing what we see on Twitter and thinking that that's how all the whole fan base feels. Uh, I, I try to get myself out of that from time to time. But if we look at enter Twitter, there is a significant portion that, that are saying, oh my God, we want Conte back. Uh, we would, would have been walking the league if it was Conte with this team. I, I, I politely disagree, man. I, I, I really disagree because, um, uh, we saw the main struggle. The main struggle that we've had with the, with our pressing is when somebody sticks a guy on Brozovic and just tells him, you know, you know what, you're just not gonna play the ball today. Uh, as you seen guys, you seen Krunic yesterday running after Brozovic inside the box. Yeah. You know, 
and that almost cost us a goal. Well, don't get me started so, on the pass from Handanovic. That was a terrible pass. Yeah, yeah, that was a terrible, terrible pass. No, yeah, I mean, I, I try to just fly over that because yeah. I think we've, we've established that, and, and Danovich is pretty much in the dirt right now. I'm sorry, Ian. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just fly over in Danovich issues at this point. But um, what, what was I saying? Um, uh... Right <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, okay. we're talking Kroonish, Kroonish, Kroonish yeah, chasing yeah. Brozovic all the way to the box. Like, a lot of teams are doing that. Um, Genoa did the same thing. Um, when that happened to us under Conte last year, credit to him, he, he figured it out. That was around the same time that Ericsson was starting to figure out how to play his style. What we saw is that we would see that he brings up, brings down Ericsson right next to Brozovic, down next to Andanovic in the box, and no team is going to stick two players, two midfielders uh, to man mark two different players because you're going to leave yourself exposed in the back. So um, when you man mark Brozo, you see Ericsson come and start play, and then we will go from there. So um, Inzaghi needs to watch those tapes. I'm not sure if Hakan is capable of doing it, but he needs to, to, to try something else, to somebody else come relieve Brozo of those playmaking duties yeah. un until the press uh, relents a little bit. I don't and think then, um, Hakan can do it as much as, you know, I like him as a player. And I uh, respect the work he's done to learn a deeper he's, position. He's trying. At this point. He's trying. Like, but I don't know if you can put him that deep, especially even for the team, because, I mean, Erickson showed that, I mean, it took him a while even to show that he could come that deep and progress play. Yeah. And so for Hakan to do that, coming from a similar, you know, Trequartista type role, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it may it's, just it's, be too much to ask. And I, I don't know what's up with Barella at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He was we, we, we got to touch on that. Like, yeah, I don't know if he's just that. been gassed because he's been playing for like three years straight. I don't know if he needs a break. I, I don't know. Um, But I just don't see any other midfielders that could come deep. So the solution is going to have to come from somewhere else, whether it's um, – I mean, we had it could have been DeVry, but DeVry's passing, you know, I mean, he's got other things he needs to worry about right now, mm -hmm. like not getting lost in no man's land and getting spun. So, yeah, sure. I mean, it's going to have to be Bastoni pushing the ball forward, which we saw. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's going to have to be something. Or, you know, maybe Golsons can come in and, you know, hold the yeah, ball up a little differently. Exactly. Well, here's, here's another thing, because um, we mentioned, we just spoke about the first solution that Conte find, found, which was bringing Ericsson to, to be that second playmaker. He also started implementing um, long balls straight from either Handanovic or one of the defenders in the path of either Hakimi or, or Lukaku. Those are players that we, we don't have anymore. We can't take what we call route one anymore. You know, um, Dumfries and, and Paris are pretty quick players, but they're not guys that are blazing blazing blade uh, blazing with speed that are going to leave their opponents so far behind them that they have the whole time in the world to to pick out a pass you know they could be the they could be guys in foot races but they're not extremely quick guys so i'm not sure how goal sense would help in, in that situation but um inzaghi needs to figure that out because like it's a copycat league i'm sure that all the everybody watches matches you know, and everybody scouts teams. So even teams that usually don't press, I'm sure the week that they play enter, they're going to be training and trying to implement some kind of press, trying to implement a way to take Brozo out of the match because that's been our undoing so far. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like maybe with Salernitana, maybe they try to press and then you're able to get in behind them because they're a very shaky defense. So if they don't sit back, I, I think Inter score more than if they do sit back on Friday. Um, but yeah, it just is very much. That's why I said, like, I think when Juric 
pressed Brozovic in December. That was really when things started to change. Everyone else looked at that specific press and was like, we have to do it like that. And since then, it's worked. And yeah, I mean, you can survive on just getting by with Brozovic trying to, you know, elude people like for long enough, but eventually like he gets gassed, like he gets suspended, like things happen. So like, got to yeah. figure something out. I agree. But I just, I don't know where that solution is. I mean, we see when Alexis Sanchez comes on, he's dropping almost that deep. So, but then he loses the ball so quickly. So that yeah. it's not, it's not a solution. Like it's more of a problem. So I, uh, Ian, do you have any fresh ideas? Or can you, can see, we get you on the phone when, with Inzaghi? When, I think we should bring back a thing we used to do under Conte. It's to put it to one of the wide center backs, put it to the wing back, and then to the midfield. We have Bastoni and Skriniar who, okay, Bastoni's better with his feet than Skriniar, but like we still have wing backs that are more capable of picking the ball up and doing something with it, you know? So Coach Ian from, from the couch, from home, who doesn't have any qualifications Assistant whatsoever. Assistant manager of the Slovenian national team here. Sure. I, I mean, I, I, I think, I think what we've seen is that most teams they already anticipate that as well because they're most teams already pack the midfield even when we do do that, and um, what we do see that they leave, they leave the back open. You know, you see they have center, their center backs pressing up and stuff, and they're daring Zico to beat them in the foot race and Lotaro as well. That's that's what it's been. You know? Exactly. But look, so let's say Brozovic still comes back. So you have mm. three center backs. You have one Brozovic, that's four people in and around the box. You have two wing backs that you can still deliver, deliver the ball to. That's six people in and around the box. So that's six, theoretically, six opposition players pressing as high. Mm. That's more mm. than half of their players up front. What you then do is hoof it over. This is like under 11 stuff. But who's going to get you. it? Who's going to go get it? Jekko can't go get it. Lautaro doesn't want to go yeah, get it. Sure, but look, you have to do something. You know, this is this is like the basics of football. If they press you high, just throw it over. No, I mean, we've, we've, tried, we've tried it. And, and the thing is, I even had guys complaining like, oh, my God, why are we doing all those long balls to Zeko? I think that was after the Genoa match. You know, and I was trying, I was like pulling my hair out. Like, did, did you not watch the same match? I was just watching their pressiness. That was literally our only out ball, you know, but Zeko just, first of all, he'll give you a burst and chase one or two, but the next couple, he'll just give you the, the little slow job, like just the effort. Like, see, I, I, I'm trying, you know, and I kind of saw yesterday that Lotaro kind of got, got on him a bit for missing a press. I'm not sure if yeah, up, I saw that. Up on that. Yeah. Because I he was, was like, just kind of, you see the arms going. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. You should have been Lothar pressing was, right there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, uh, Lotao was frustrated, man. So I guess a lot of a lot of the people that think that Lotao is uh, having struggles because he misses playing like a guy like Lukaku with a guy like Lukaku, you guys may be onto something because he start, he seems like he's starting to be frustrated with Zeko. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah. okay, if only oh we had God. someone on the that bench. Miss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fiorentina just missed very close to scoring against Juve. Sorry, go ahead. Um, if only we had someone on the bench that could replace Lukaku that is tall, that is strong, and that can have the ball. I mean, hmm, do we have someone like that? Oh, we brought him in January, and he's played, like, what, 15 minutes? Not even that. You know, I mean, just give it a try. Put Ranocchio up top, right? I mean... <laughs> but you guys, you guys, you guys are forgetting the key. Wonders. You guys are forgetting the key thing, man. The key thing is the pace right now. 
at this point, the way this team is set up, a guy like Beto would would score bags of goals in this inter. And and Beto is a guy that I consider a donkey. He has no technique. He's more of a, a, a athlete. Well, David's about but, to message you about that. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I mean, I've been very vocal about it. But he's a very he's fast for a big guy. You know, he could hold it up. So if we just had a guy like that, that could, that's strong, that the, the, the defenders are not gonna just push off, push around, and I could still beat him in a foot race, would be golden, man. But um, I don't know. I mean, we can't be we can't be dwelling on this too much because even in the midst of our glory glory this season we were all saying like yo this is not sustainable Zeko is 35 um you know and here we are Andanovic you know we, we we spoke about all of this so you know the people that have been following us for a while they they they, they know you know I still think that Caicedo can do a job I know that's who Ian was alluding to like when he came out against Genoa he like almost helped produce like the most clear-cut chance um, it was played into his feet, and then he turned and played it to Lautaro, who I think scuffed a shot or something. I don't even remember what happened. doesn't matter. They didn't score. But I thought that was something bright. That was something we haven't seen from our strikers, like, in a while. <laughs> but, like, Caicedo, um, Correa, as he becomes more fit. Like, we need to see stuff from these guys. Exactly. It's about the unpredictability, because right now we're putting out the same starting 11 to weekend quick out they're tired morale is this season at an all-time low you know it's what to do everyone's got us figured out they know okay for that one game a month let's say one game a month you just press them the opposition team high the players are going to run like hell but you will at least get a point against suppose it's Scudetto runaway winners since November, December, we've been hearing on the timeline, you know, <laughs> oh, if we do, if we survive January, February, it's a wrap, you know, like, at this point, just try something new, just be something unpredictable. Yeah. Even play I mean, guys, I mean, guys, let's not, let's not get off our predictions, because Mikey, what, what did we say? If at the end of January, February, we look in the table and we see that we're, what, one or two points, either Even three, three, you know, and Technically, we're, I mean, I still count the match. I'm counting the Salernitana match as the match at hand. You know, let's say we beat Salernitana tomorrow and we're back to be, we, we, everybody will be matched back to 26 matches or 27, 27 I think. Yeah. 27 matches would be at the top, you know? So that's what we wanted. We, and then going forward, uh, yeah, we'd be top till Sunday. We'd be top till Sunday. Till and Sunday. Then possibly still after Sunday? Still after Sunday, because if they, if they, they draw, draw. Um, I think only actually, if they draw, Milan will be top. I think I don't know how to. The three Let ladies. me do some quick math right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, math is not see. my strong suit. Yeah. Okay. So if we win, we're on fifty-eight points. If they draw, both teams are on fifty-eight points, but we still mm -hmm. have. Yeah, but no, Milan. The, the has, game would has, be has. back in our hand. Milan. Oh yeah, it would have the match at hand. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, we still then, have Milan the match. Still has the head head to head with us, so they would be up top. <sighs> yeah. yeah. But the thing is, we have the head-to-head -head with Napoli. That How does is that work? Freeway, well, who's going to have the head-to-head -head -head between Napoli and Milan? This is an yeah. insane triangle going I on. Mean, okay, Napoli already beat Milan, so Napoli would have... Would have the head-to-head. Head-to-head against that. <laughs> this triangle, bro. I swear to God. No, no one wants to win this season. Napoli. That'd be like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Hmm? Wait, how did we play against Napoli? So we won. No, we drew one game. How did the first game? No, go? We, we we beat the, we beat them three two the first match, and then we drew we one drew. one. So, so we have the head to head against Napoli. We have to head to head. 
Milan and have the head to head against goal us. Difference. Hmm? Then it's goal They're difference between all the teams. Our goal difference is still the that, highest that, that, in the league. That'd be us then. That'd be yeah. us. Because yeah. they did say that um, if it does get to a point where it's, everybody's equal on points, they'll do like a mini table between the three teams. But yeah, even then, even then, we don't have to worry about that because after their match, we'll still have that match at hand. So hopefully they do play a draw. I know Milan, Milan will be tired because they played the same they played the same day we, we played and they played their, their strongest eleven. So I'm, I know they're going to be tired. Well, Mignoli went off injured, so I think injured. they only really have like one true center back right now. Yeah, I mean, Kalulu's yeah. done, uh, to be he's honest, done he's done well. really I, well as a center back. So I've been impressed. Better than Romagnoli at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, not going to say that because the, the, the one true chance we had yesterday of scoring a goal, Romagnoli did very well on it, on that header, because Zeko was going to score that. That was a tap-in header. You know, and if it was Kalulu there, a shorter guy, nobody would have been able to, to get it, so... I got to give Romagnoli his credit, but I do, I must say, Kalulu has been impressive for a guy that could play across the back line, and he hasn't looked intimidated to be in big matches either. And Tomori, um, you see the talent, but he is, he's been inconsistent because he'll put in a good performance like he did against us, and then he'll stink it up against Salernitana, you know? So. Yeah, same thing with Magnon. I mean, he's been great all season, but has been pretty shaky recently. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... You know, it's almost like a toss-up at this point. I still don't think Juve are in the Scudetto race. I'll put myself out there saying that. Just because mm. I think they have so many injuries. And even their bench for this match tonight is so short. Yeah. No, they. they I feel can't. I feel bad for them. Who 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 got injured again from them Um, the uh, last Zakaria, match? Zakaria, who they just Zakaria, bought. Zakaria, they just McKinney, bought. Um, broke his foot. Yeah. Um, there's, let me just look at their team. Dybala is injured constantly. Yeah. They got Chiesa. Yeah, they got they got a whole bunch of injuries, man, and it's 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 it sucks. You know, we've been we've been we've been fortunate because imagine if it was just if it wasn't just Korea that we had to wait wait on for most of the season, or I mean I can't even count Golsons because we bought him in January. Korea has been pretty much our only injury um, issue. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah, I mean, we had a scare with Bastoni, but he's still young enough. Those ankles yeah, are still made yeah. of rubber. But yeah, fine. Bastoni came back the next week. That was crazy. You know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what do you guys predict? You guys have any predictions for Salernitana or the rest mm -hmm. of the league? <laughs> because that was that was much. Salernitana. Um, Salernitana. Um, I'll say two one. I mean, they've got the Bonazzoli has been doing well for them recently. Um, you know, they've got enough former Inter guys that you know one of them could strike. But I think I think that is the match that we put it together. We put it back together on. Do you really think we can score two in the current <laughs> form? Maybe. Give your prediction and, and move on, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd have to say one-one. Even that, I'm not. Oh, uh, uh, boo! Throwing tomatoes at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but God, um. Uh, I'll go to zero, man. Um, I see again for for the reasons that I mentioned earlier in the pod, the kind of the style of play that they that they that they have is that there will be um they will let us um have the ball. They'll play with all their men behind the ball. They're not gonna compress us in our box. Um, I believe that 
given the time to pretty much pick their passes and find a rhythm, we'll be able to, to, to bang a couple goals past them. And we're in a position where our guys lack intensity and they lack confidence. So it's perfect for them to find a team that's going to be a little lax, give them a time to think on their passes and stuff like that. So I feel like it's a perfect matchup. And also we got to give credit to, I guess, French fry, Steve, Steven DeVry, the past, past couple matches, he's been back to his, um, solid self you know he hasn't been an issue anymore he seems to have found his mojo back so um that's something that i feel i feel good about that's the reason why i'm predicting a 2-0 and not a 2-1 like mikey let's see let's see what the comments are saying um i think we have a question where the question goes from l venom on in the chat yeah uh i think we've talked about this a lot but yeah who's your dream striker if lataro leaves um I mean, take your pick. I mean, it's probably going to be one of the Sassuolo guys. Um, I think Raspadori can do a job. Um, I know Skamaka is a target regardless. Uh, Jonathan oh. David, I mean, we've sent scouts to France now to look at him. I think that would mm. be a decent option. Um, but, yeah, yeah just, just you know, the pick of the mill that we've seen. I don't want Dybala. He's too injury prone at this point in, this, in mm -hmm. his career. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you're spot on, Mikey. I, sometimes that's why Mikey hurries up and answers questions before me because he knows we have the same takes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to catch up. I'm starting to catch on to you, Mikey. But spot on. Um, my dream right now. I mean, since since the question says dream is still Dybala, but um, the way the way he is, he's been the past couple of seasons, spe specifically this season. He's just been breaking down, and it's not like you see somebody give him a tough tackle. Oh, my God, they fucked up his ankle or they messed up his knee. It's like he's running. He's he's trying to get a ball. He's He lunges for a ball, and the next thing you know, he, he calls for the sub himself because he pulled a muscle. And all of his injuries this season have been just that. You know, if you look, uh, I forgot the website. I think it's transfer mark that shows the injuries. Yeah. You see muscle this, muscle that, muscle fatigue, muscle resentment, muscle this, muscle that. So – that's a sign of a guy that's breaking down. So at the price, at the price that he would come, um, we can't, we just can't afford to to bring him in and and just nurse him. So in that case, I would go to Raspadori. Raspadori is he gotta come because um, even though he does, he's gonna have his struggles just like Lotaro is. He's shown the ability to to participate and help the team in other ways, even when he's not scoring goals. You see, he's always participating in the team buildup. He's putting balls through he's he has what eight goals five assists so that tells you his his capability he could create for himself and for others he's not waiting for others to create for him and stuff and he's a pacey little guy so any any anybody we have that that's quick that could run or that could add some 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 quickness to that front line that'll be my guy so Dybala is the dream but because of his position I settle for Raspadori Jonathan David I, I have my doubts about him. I would have personal reason for one of him because he's Haitian. He's a Haitian kid. Uh, we have a lot in common. We're both uh, from Haiti. We kind of came to Northern America to get uh, around the same age, you know, and, you know, so I, I really connect with him. I would love to have him and in, in enter. But uh, as far as his game, he's he struggled the last couple of months. So I have my doubts. Yeah, you wouldn't want but him to flop either. I, I wouldn't want him to flop, exactly, because, yeah. you know, the, you know the, the fans could be very, very uh, – uh, relentless, but uh, the thing is, when you talk about struggle, because Lotaro is struggling right now, Jonathan David is struggling. Ra a guy like Raspadori, when he struggles, he's still going to be able to add to the team. Like, if he's not banging in goals, if he's not confident, he's still going to be able to dribble past guys or put a put a ball in and stuff. So, he's still going to be able to be effective. So, that's the reason why that would be my guy, Ian. 
It's about I the same. Everyone <laughs> said it, you know. I, I've really grown to like Raspadori. I'm not convinced that Jonathan David, whenever I see Thomas hyping a player up on this for a timeline, I'm just like, stay away from <laughs> that guy. He, he compared Barella to, to Modric, and now Barella's dropping stinkers left, right, and center. So <laughs> just stay away. No, but yeah, I mean, Raspadori, if we're talking dream, dream, you know, we can dream big. We can't go for Holland. We. Uh, if Chelsea pays the wages, matter of fact, let me see. Let me see if they got. Let me see if they got knocked out because they were in a very, very, very embarrassing position, playing a lower division team, and they were losing. Oh no, they came back and won three two. Okay. Yeah, but, but you know, it was Chelsea are selling. Was, Apparently, oh, Lukaku scored a goal. Uh, Lukaku scored. Well, I mean, he oh. eats lower opposition. We know that. That's what we were yeah, like. Yeah. Really starting. You know, that's kind of what we got from him, and really helped our. You know our push, we we are still scoring against the lower teams, but like yeah. I mean, not these past couple of weeks. Like we could have really used that. So one to think about. True, true. Um, a wild card could be Berardi. Nah, no. Nah. You might as well just stay. You might as well just stay at Sassuolo. Be like you know a Di Natale type legend there. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, but the I chat think, is think, not uh, very confident about this match uh, after we were talking about it. Matteo says nil-nil. Uh, Indra Hari says Salah Nitana 2-0 OBM Bonazzoli. And I want to apologize to Indra Hari <laughs> because I realized I was watching a Sharma stream a while back and realized I had been pronouncing his username wrong the entire time. I didn't see the R. I thought it was Indohari, but it's Indrohari. So I am sorry. I can't read. Getting a degree <laughs> in library science, but I can't read. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that, bro. Um, let's see. What else we got? El Venom, um, liking the Raspadori talk. Um, oh, yeah, he is also in Interista for real. Yeah, 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 big Interista. Um, I was hoping he wouldn't celebrate against us when he scored, but I, I'm, I think he did. Um, but, I mean, we have DeMarco who did the same thing, so it's fine. Yeah. You know, if he comes and scores for us, all will be forgiven. <laughs> no, for sure. No, yeah. I, I like him a lot. And the yeah. thing is, he's, he's what, still 21, 22 maybe? Yeah. I like him a lot. Eight goals, five assists, no penalties. I mean. <laughs> Sharma says Dave in full pastor mode <laughs> with the glasses on. No, no, yeah, there's some clean glasses. I like it. I'm the only non-glasses squad. <laughs> with this headset, if I wear glasses, it just, like, strangles them on my face. Yeah, it's not a. Bro, it's crazy mean. just yeah. just just being being in school man like specifically law school always reading shit always yo this my eyes are messed up man I, I don't like having them on i was i started the stream without the glasses you guys see but then my eyes started just being blurry i'm like oh my god it's just fucking up my eyes man yeah i have bad eyesight but also like i feel you with a lot of screen time with a lot of schoolwork. i have i got my yeah. blue light glasses but yeah, yeah, i don't even yeah. know i don't even know if these things work, work but like they say they work so i pay yeah, for it <laughs> some, like, i mean sometimes like you know i'll be doing work i got a headache whatever and i put these bad boys on and i still gotta work it helps i don't know if it, it's it does help. science it but it is what it is um but yeah, I think we're pretty much to the end of this one. We've given our predictions. Um, yeah, check out all the comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Anything else interesting? Uh, Indra Hari had a lot to say, um, and he made some good points. Um, talking about opposition man marking Brazo that has been happening before, but yeah, everyone's so out of form that like nothing is really sticking. Yeah. 
I mean, that is fair, and that's why I don't blame Inzaghi right now. But, yeah, it is what it is. That's a good point. Usually, the way we... we um. The way we we remedy that is like either by upping or or tempo, and right now we're tired. We're not able to do it, so that's why I mentioned those those two solutions that that Conte came up with um last year. You know, but yeah, he's spot on. It's not the first time that teams have done it. Um, but the thing is, you also must mention that not every team is able to press as effectively as those teams that were with with uh, were faced. Um, that guy blessing, he comes from that from that tree of what of. Ragnick and, and um and um Klopp and stuff oh, like I didn't that. Know so that. I had no clue. Yeah, yeah, he's he's from that he's from that same tree. He was he was the the um the youth coach at at RB Leipzig. So is I don't, I'm not even gonna try to say it that GG Press whatever it is a Gagan Press, Gagan Press that one. Yeah, GG Press, GGs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when they start pressing, it's GGs. So. The, 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 the double Gs. <laughs> but, yeah, but but yeah, um, that's exactly what we saw against um Genoa. You know, but um, yeah, that's about it. Well, I I do want to say something. I want to see more out of Inter in the coming weeks. Um. Mm. I'd like to see us, you know, doing almost like Gagan Press, you know, where we're pressing as soon as we lose the ball and we're the ones pushing teams back into their own box because yeah. against Milan and against, I think, Genoa a little bit as well, the times where I felt like we were most dangerous were right after we lost the ball, like, mm-hmm. deep in opposition. And it will swarm them right away, yeah. Yeah, I felt like that was our most dangerous, you know, position at that point. And so I'd like to see some more of that because – you don't have to worry about building out of the back if you aren't coming out of the back. I agree. So I'd like to see some more of that coming up. I agree. And again, it goes back to the same thing we've been talking about. All that takes juice and we're out of juice right now, you know? Yeah. So. Also true. And yeah, we didn't, we didn't touch on it long enough, but you mentioned it. Barilla, we saw Barilla walking yesterday. You know, the guy that's never tired, um, Mr. Battery, Mr. Uh, Energizer Bunny. You know, so that if you see Barella walking, and that's a guy that he didn't play against Liverpool, he was suspended. I think he had a uh, he, he he was suspended in the league as well. No, right? He missed a game in the league. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. But he's had a couple matches off. Is what is my point? And you would expect him to be at least at his normal freshness. And if you see this guy tired, then no, you don't even need to look at the rest of the team. That means everybody else is worse than him. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um. But yeah, um, any other parting parting thoughts? Push in an hour, get out of here, get ready, hunker down hey, for the next you, match. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for all the comments. I see Matia, he's always there, the first every time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. He says if Juventus win the title, he's not watching Serie A anymore. So we better hope we better hope <laughs> yeah, Juventus yeah, yeah. don't win, or we've lost a very loyal watcher. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean. I know not everyone wants to hear or talk about Inter in times like this. So, I mean, if you're sticking around, listening to this, suffering with us, like mm-hmm. we, we really appreciate it. And, and we must, we must be honest. We drag ourselves to come and do it. And um, again, we had the Sharmster in the comments, always supporting us, Mr. Sharms. This guy, I don't know how he does it. Like win, lose, or draw. Right after you see Uncle Sharma, I get the notification. I'm like. I'm like, I'm over here punching walls. How is this guy? I'd be banned from the internet if I came on straight after it. Yeah, bro. Like, like he doesn't, he doesn't even have, he doesn't get the time to to really woosah. But right after the match, you see the little notification. Sharma is live. I'm like, how is he doing it? Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, my thoughts are with him, bro, because I can't be doing that. And like the comments after that are probably oh, probably so depressing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but God. speaking of notifications, you guys should subscribe to the Brothers of the World channel and click the bell so you don't get, so you always get notified when we are about to go live. That was great. That was great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's head of marketing right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mattia says thanks for the therapy session. I mean, yeah, we also got you guys to thank. I mean, y'all suffer with us, but it's gonna make the it's gonna make the wins feel even better when they start coming again. Thanks for making the episodes easier. I don't think you guys understand how easy, how much easier it is with with people engaging with us in the comments. It's it's For so sure. much easier to to do content, you know. Yeah, I mean, we were spinning wheels early on. We were really <laughs> spinning wheels early yeah. on, but it ended up Ooh. being a good episode. And like, we really, we really have to thank the guys who come in, guys, girls, yeah, whatever. Sure. Absolutely, and and that's why we always encourage it on Twitter, like when we're going live, to come in and interact with us. Uh, it makes it a much fun, a much fun um, show, a much more fun show. But I guess it does make it a little harder to listen to if you're not watching it. You know, sometimes yeah. I can't I can't tell who's talking because we're because we're all so excited. But yeah, it's, it's a fun show, man. Thank you, everybody. And you guys are part of the show like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. Unless Ian wants to go full corporate to see us out. I mean, uh -oh. of course, of course. Oh, he wants to go full corporate. Let's uh, I'll, I'll I... never say no to that. <laughs> oh. Shameless. Yeah. Let me blow well, you up real quick. It's my career path All to right, be a corporate plug. So, Blossom says I would like to thank you for joining us on the on the Birth of the World podcast. Our socials on Twitter we are at BOTWPod. Hit that like button button, just like Matias said. Um, yeah, so Twitter at BOTWPod. Follow us there. We tweet each time we we go out. We have our own personal Twitter accounts in the bio. Um, subscribe to YouTube. Hit the notification button. Uh, so you never miss miss an upload or a live stream. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram uh, as well if you want to. And with that being said, take care.